We're going to be learning the third Sicha for Parsis Vayeshev. This is a Rashi Sicha. And to give you some background, I'm going to explain Rashi initially according to the Gurariye. And we'll also, as we go through the Shir, we'll give a few other explanations for the other Mephorshi Rashi. And uh, we'll eventually get to the explanation of the Rebbe. So in Parshas Vayeshev, it tells us, beginning of Shani, it's Paraklamazai Pasikid Bays, it says that the brothers went to pass through their fa- father's sheep, Bishchem. Pasikid Gimel continues, that Yisrael tells Yosef, are your brothers not pastoring in Shechem? Go and I will send you to them. And Yosef replies, Hineni, I'm ready to go. Pasikid Dalit, so so Yaakov tells Yosef, please go and see the welfare of your brothers, the welfare of the sheep, and bring me backward. And Yaakov sends him from Emek Chavroin, and Yosef comes to Shechem. The passage says, Vav, means Seyeh, a man discovered him. Rashi tells us that's Gabriel. And behold, Yosef was lost in the field. And the man asks him, saying, what are you searching for? And Yosef tells him, I'm searching for my brothers. Tell me where they are. And the man replies, they've journeyed on from here because I heard them saying that they're going to Daisan. So Yosef went after his brothers and found them at Daisan. So if we look at the Parsha, it tells us right at the beginning three times regarding Shechem. It says that the brothers were uh, went to pasture the flock, the flock in Shechem. Then Yisrael tells Yosef, are your brothers not pasturing flock in Shechem? And then eventually says, he sends them from Ebed Chavroin, and Yosef arrives in Shechem. Now why does the Parsha need to tell us three times that they're in Shechem? You just need to tell us one time. So the first two times seems Pashat. Why uh, it needs to tell us. A lot of the learn this way. Rashi doesn't bother telling us because it's, as the reverentions in one of the Ars, it seems very obvious to Rashi. The reasoning is, is that why is Yaakov sending Yosef specifically now to find out what's happening with his brothers? His brothers have been shepherding sheep for many, many years. Why now is it all of a sudden relevant that he has to send Yosef to find out what's happening to his brothers? So the reasoning is, the Pasuk tells us that his brothers are taking care of the sheep in Shechem. And we know what happened in Shechem, in the previous parsha, is that once Shimon and Levi attacked the city of Shechem, there was a fear that the neighbors would attack them. So now that the brothers have gone to take care of the sheep specifically in Shechem, Yaakov is now worried. So therefore, these first two times that the Pasuk tells us is relevant. The first Pasuk is telling us that they're taking care of the sheep in Shechem. And because of that, Yisrael says, Are your brothers not in Shechem? Go and find out what's going on, on with them. Find out if, if, if there's peace, if they're, if, if they're okay. So that's why it needs to mention it the first two times. It tells us that they're there, and therefore the reaction that they're in Shechem is that Yaakov wants to send Yosef to find out what's going on. But the question is, why does it say it the third time? It says that he sends them for Eimu Chavron and he arrives in Shechem. To say that he arrives there. Should have just said the third time, and he arrives there. Why does it have to say Shechem or Shechemad a third time? That's how... The Guru Aryeh learns the parsha according to Rashi. So Rashi explains, with, I should add, added explanation in the Ars 
of the Sicha. So Rashi explains, that's the Dever This is a place prepared or predisposed for tragedies. Sham Hashvatim, there the tribes acted sinfully. Sham Dina, there the Shamites violated Dina. Sham there the kingdom of David was divided. Shinamar, as the Pasik tells us that Rechavam uh, went and Rechavam went to Shechem. And we'll discuss what these three things are soon. But the point is that it's, Shechem is a, the reason why the Pasik needs to tell us that he came to Shechem. It's trying, it's because it wants us to focus that it's on Shechem. It's trying to tell us that the word Shechem is very relevant to this Parsha. It's because it was, because he went to Shechem, that's why uh, uh, either that's why this occurred, because he went to Shechem, which is a place which is predisposed to tragedies, or maybe it means that since Yosef had to be sold into slavery, what is the place, what is fitting for this tragedy to occur? It's, it's the place where tragedies always occur, which would be in Shechem. Therefore, the Pasuk is telling us that where did this occur? This occurred in Shechem, which is a place which is predisposed to, to, to tragedies. That's why this particular story had to happen there, or... It made it prepare. It was it was something which would cause it to happen there. That's how the Guru Arya learns Rashi. What's bothering Rashi? But the question is that Lachaira, that it's true that when the pasuk will say a word multiple times, it's clearly coming to stress that particular word uh, to tell us that this is an important word in the parsha. But we actually find many times in the Torah that the Torah will say a, a place or a word, and repeat it many times, and Rashi does not comment on it. For example, if we go to the end of this week's parsha, where it talks about Yosef being in jail, it says multiple times that he's in the base of Tzayar. It says, He was put into the jail, he was there, the base of Tzayar, so there it's, it's, it's He's there, meaning he's in the Beit Satsar, and then it repeats the Beit Satsar. Where is he there? He's shown the Beit Satsar. And then a third time, it's Kolash Asurim, all those who are in jail, Asherva Beit Satsarim, all those who are in captivity or in prison inside of this jail. So again, the Pasuk over there mentions multiple times Beit Satsar. It doesn't need to do that. It could have just said Shah, there. It could have just used the pronoun. But clearly, as the Lashon of Abba says, it's not a, to me, it's not a wonder, this that the Pasuk will say, but even Barr will say in a clear way, and, and Chazer over the name of where the particular event is taking place. That's not something that bothers Rashi. The Pasuk says these things clearly. So from this that Rashi doesn't mention in other places, why all the son of Baishchem, is this something that would be bothering Rashi? Even he says later on in this parish itself, it mentions Doisan twice. Why is it mentioning Doisan twice? It doesn't uh, uh, he doesn't either mention ask that. So another interpretation that what's bothering Rashi? Why is Rashi telling us that Shem is a mak and muchen lepranis? What's bothering him? Another shot we can find is in the Sifsei Chachamim. The Sifsei Chachamim says what's bothering Rashi is why bechalal does it need to mention that Yosef arrived in Shem? That's something which is obvious. It says his father sent him from there. Should just said he sent him for Ibn Chabron, and then a mound found him, and Yosef was mounted him in Chabron, and he was uh, lost in the field. And the person asks him, "What are you looking for?" You don't even mention anything, according to the Sifsei Chachamim. So the question, according to him, is not why is it saying the name three times. 
which we can answer and say the reason why, you know, that, and, the, and as we just explained, saying a name three times is not an issue because the Torah will many times say the name instead of a pronoun. As we see by the base of Sarah, in many places in the Torah, the Torah prefers to give the name of the place instead of just saying there, using the pronoun. But the question the Sif Seich is saying is not why does it use the name and not the pronoun, but rather the question is why the Chalal say anything? Just skip that whole part out. It's, it's not relevant. We know where he went, and it's clear from the Hemshech of the story where he is. Yaakov sends them from Shechem, and then it could just tell us that the man finds him there, and he's, and he's lost, and, 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 and Yosef asks where the, brothers and, well, where the brothers are, and they say, oh, they left, they journeyed from here, and they went to Daisan. So it would be, it would be clear what's going on, Mechaira. But even this pshat also has something which is, wouldn't work for Rashi, for two reasons. First of all, it's, it's the derech of Rashi to, sorry, the derech of, of the Chumash is, is always to tell us when someone gets sent to a different place, that he actually arrived at that place. This is not the first time in the Torah a person's being sent as a shliach. Um, and if you look at the other times when a person's being sent as a shliach, we can see that it tells us that he left that, that he's being sent from a particular place and he arrives at that place. Some examples by Eliezer. Eliezer is sent, Avram sends Eliezer from Eretz Canaan to Padan Aram. And the Pasuk tells us over there that Eliezer arrives in Padan Aram. Another example is Yaakov, when Yitzchak sends him to Padan Aram, to Haran, to get married. It says he sends him from, uh, from Eretz Canaan to go to Padan Aram. And it says he arrives in Padan Aram. So it makes sense also over here that when Yaakov is sending Yosef to Shechem, it tells us that he arrived in Shechem. This is the style of the Torah. And Rashi doesn't ask them these other places why does it tell us that he arrived. Because it's understood that they were sent on a certain mission. And the Pasuk tells us that they arrived at the location where they're supposed to be. And furthermore, over here, it's actually very relevant for the Hemshech of the story. Because, and this is also the Orchaim says a similar idea, that the Psukim are going to tell us that he couldn't find his brothers and that he's, he's lost in the field and he's asking where his brothers are. So it only makes sense for the Pasuk to tell us that he arrives in Shechem and once he arrives in Shechem, clearly he didn't find them there. Therefore, the man finds him lost in the field. Why is he lost in a field? His father didn't send him to the field. The father sent him to Shechem and then he asks him, where are my brothers? Where are your brothers? They're in Shechem. Elamai, the Pasuk needs to tell us that he came at Shechem and, and and, and then after we know that he arrived at Shechem and the bus, next Pasuk tells that he's lost in the fields of Shechem, it's understood what happened over here. He went to Shechem, his brothers weren't there, so he started looking in the fields which are surrounding Shechem. He gets lost. The Malach, Gavriel, comes and tells him, uh, what are you doing? Yosef tells him, I'm looking for my brothers. Meaning is, I was in Shechem, they weren't there. Now I'm, I'm in the fields looking for them, but I can't find them. And then the Malach replies, oh, they left here. They've left here, meaning Shechem, and now they're in Doisim. So this seems so it, it seems relevant. In addition to the, the Torah always telling us when a person sent on on a mission and he's going from one place to the next that he arrived at the new place. Over here, it's very relevant to know that he arrived in Shechem because once we know that he arrived in Shechem, then the, the continuation of the story makes sense that he arrived there, he couldn't find the brothers, and therefore he's in the field, he gets lost, etc., etc. Those are the two pshat that the Rebbe brings actually in the Penin. There's another two Purushim that the Rebbe brings in the Aris. In R2, uh, he quotes from the, from the Bartanura, he also quotes from the Tzila Der, another interpretation. I'm going to quote the Tzila Der. 
So the Tzidul of Derech says that Rashi is focusing really on the word Shechem. Shechem, we know in the Torah, can have two meanings. It could be a name of a city, of course. Shechem also can mean a portion, a chilek, as we find by in Parshat Verechi that Yaakov tells Yosef that you will have that you will have an extra portion uh, over your brothers. Uh, so we see that the word Shechem can mean a portion. So the Tzidlodech explains that having a portion, a chilek, is always the beginning of the of machlokes, machlokes division. So the idea of shechem, which is the idea of division, separation, that is what makes something which prepared for prani. So since the name of shechem, the name of shechem means a division, that is the place where you know the the, the, the shvatim were divided and Yosef was eventually sold. Uh, the Rav uh, says he actually brings a pasuk from Hesheya. It says it says in the pasuk in Hesheya, "Der hiratzku shechema." Prani said, it says over there that the, the derech, uh, the, the, the derech to Shechem is full of murderers. So again, we see that Shechem is analogous to a place where there's murder, a place which is a bad place. So from this, at the Pasuk uses the expression, therefore Rashi tells us, why is it being, therefore Rashi tells us that uh, this is a place which is Muchin Leprani. So meaning, meaning is, He's telling that what the Sila Derek is trying to tell us, he's not telling us really what's bothering Rashi, to be honest. All he's really telling us that where does Rashi get his chat from? Where does he know that Shechem, Muchan, Lepharon is? He's getting it from the name of Shechem itself. Uh, so first of all, of course, it doesn't tell us what was bothering Rashi. Why is Rashi giving any drasha at all about a name unless there's a question? So just think Sam giving us a drasha that Shechem means a chalik, that's not the style of Rashi. And, but, and further, but that's one point. But furthermore, um, he also doesn't, this is the third time that Shechem is being mentioned in the Pasuk, in the Parsha. So if we wanted to say that Shechem is a Mak and Muchel Leproni, so why are you only mentioning it the third time? You should have mentioned it right away at the beginning. Uh, but the second point that the Rebbe points out in the Hara is that there's no hint within Rashi for this shot at all. He doesn't bring the Pasuk Eishah. He doesn't bring this Pasuk from Yechi that Shechem means Echelech. So from the Pshut HaShemik where we're talking about a city, there's no hint that we mean Shechem as a Loshan of Echelech. Doesn't bring a pasuk Meshia that we get the idea of that uh, that, that Shechem is a, an expression or is a place which which is therefore um, Ratzku is a, that the name itself stresses the union of Peronius. There's no hint for this idea at all. Rather, from the Lashon of Rashi, it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with the name Shechem. Rather, it's just that there was, were historical events that actually occurred in Shechem. That's how we know that it's a place which is predisposed to uh, Peronius, not from the name itself. The last chat that the Rebbe brings is from the Levusha Aira. Levusha Aira tells us that it uses in the word, it says the word Shechema, right? That the first two times it says the Shechem, Shechem over here, it says the Biyave Shechema, and he came to Shechem. So we know the rule is that whatever, you can either have a Lamed at the beginning of the word, Biyave Lishchem, or it could, you could have a He at the end, which also means two. So Biyave Shechem means, and he came to Shechem. But he points out that in, in Torah, many times, you, it, you don't need to have a Lamed or a He at the end to tell you that he arrived at a place. It could have just said, and he came to Shechem. So even without the He at the, the, he at the end is extra, because it could have just said, and we would have understood that he arrived at Shechem. So why does it have the He at the end, which means to Shechem? But the Rebbe is not satisfied with this chat because if you look at the most places in the Torah, 
where it says, when it talks about, like, that some Yobi Mitzrayma, for example, the many places where it say the word uh, Mitzrayma or Lim Mitzrayim or any other city, most of those times that it's mentioned, you also don't need to have the hay at the beginning or the lam at the beginning. So why by Shem specifically is bothering Rashi? Many times in the Torah, it'll have a hay or have a lam and it's telling you that he went to a particular place. And that's just the derech of the Torah to say things in a very clear way. That's the proper grammar. So yes, sometimes the Torah might cut out the Lamed, but the proper way of really saying it is with a Lamed or with a hay. Sometimes the Torah won't do that, but when it does do it, it's not really a question, why did you do that? And you could have understood it without it because the, the Torah speaks in a very clear way. Uh, and sometimes I guess it was the style could really be either way. So it's not a question why to do one way or the other. Sometimes they'll do one way, sometimes they'll do the other way. That is the, the style of Lashon HaKadosh, how it is within the Torah. So those are the four explanations that we have given for what was bothering Rashi. And as we've seen, we're not satisfied really with any of them. The question really is, Rashi quotes the, the words V'yavashchama, but what's, what's wrong with those words V'yavashchama? It's telling us an important part of the story is really the point here. Yosef is sent to Shechem, he arrives at Shechem, his brothers aren't there, he gets lost in the fields looking for them, and eventually he, he goes on to Dyson. What's bothering Rashi that has to tell us V'yavay Shechem is a Makkah Muchel Leparanis and give us three examples of why it was a Makkah Muchel Leparanis. And the explanations that we've given, uh, A, from the Gurarie, which is, it should have said Shama. Option two was, it should have just cut out the words completely and it should have just said that he left from Emich Avron and then a, a man, you know, then a man finds him lost in the field. Option three was that it's from the word Shechem itself tells us, that's where Rashi's Darshan and Makkah Pranius. Because Shechem itself means a Makkah Lepranius. And the fourth explanation we gave was that there's a hey. Could have just said, why does it say, which means he came to Shechem. Could have said, he arrived at Shechem. Those are the four Pshatim, and as we explained why we're not satisfied with them. So that, that's going to be really the central question of, of, of the Sichas, what's bothering Rashi. But before we get into that question, we have to look into Rashi itself and try to understand what's going on over here. And... Um, and then we can get back to that. So as mentioned, he says, this idea, and he gives three examples. So this Rashi, it's based on a Gemara in Masech Sanhedrin, Dafkav Beis. Um, and it's also mentioned in a Tanchuma over here on this parasha. So there are some differences between Rashi in the Gemara and Rashi over here. So let's, let's look at the Rashi over here. So the first thing Rashi mentions is, Shom Kilkulu Hashvatim. There is where the Shvatim messed up. If you look in the Gemara, the Gemara actually says that in Shechem, three things happen, bad things happen in Shechem, and one of them is, that's where the, the Shvatim sold Yosef. So Rashi uses the expression, that's where the Shvatim were Mekalkel, which is not, well, well, according to the Gemara, it says Shammachu. That's where they actually sold them. So why would he change that from selling to the idea of a kilkel? Especially since we know that the, uh, the lotion of kilkel is not, is not mamish an expression of a sin. Kilkel means like a mistake, like a, a, you mess things up. Like we find by Ruven when he changed, the, the, took the bed from, 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 his, from uh, Zilpas, uh, Bilas tent, and uh, Zilpas, and brought it to his mother Leah's tent, uh, he uses expression that they were, that's where Yehud, Reuven was makalkil. He was makalkil Yitzue Aviv. And as we know, 
as Rashi tells us clearly, Ruben. Ruben didn't actually sit or do anything wrong, God forbid. All he did is he was worried about the honor of his mother, so he changed the beds. So instead of being after Rachel died, he felt it was not proper for the bed to be by the maidservant of Rachel, but rather it should have gone to his mother. Fine, so he was makalka. It wasn't mamish sin, but it was something which was not the right thing to do. So by using the expression kilkulu, that's a weaker expression than of, 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 of an actual sin. But we know that in Parshas Vayechi, uh, where it mentions this idea of the selling of the brothers, it's actually uses the expression of Pesha Achicha. It says that when, after Yaakov passed away, the brothers were worried that Yosef would take revenge on them. So they come to him and they ask them, he asked them to please forgive the Pesha Achicha, the sin of your brothers. So it uses an expression of sin by selling. So, so really, I guess it's kind of almost like a double question. The main question is that Mara uses the expression of Machru, this Yosef. They sold Yosef. While there's, while Rashi is changing that to that's where they're makalko. That's the main question. And the Rebbe points out that makalko is not even an expression of a sin. It's an expression of something which is less than a sin. Something which is just wrong, but not manish a sin. So why change it? The, the second question would be, is the order of how Rashi puts it. If you look in the Gemara, the Gemara goes according to the order of events. First, Dina was defiled in Shechem. The second thing happened that Yosef was sold there. And the third thing that happened was the kingdom being divided. But Rashi changes from the Lashon of the Gemara and changes according to this order of events. He first puts in that Yosef, the brothers were Merkalkel. Then it talks about Dina um, uh, being violated. Why change the order? A, it's not according to the proper order of events. And B, the Gemara actually does it in the other way, which is according to the order of events. He's changing, it must be very, for a, a reason. <coughs> and the truth is, the order of the Gemara makes a lot more sense, besides for being, as we mentioned, according to the order of events, but even logically. What's the Gemara telling us? The Gemara is telling us, why did these things happen at Shechem? Why was Yosef sold there? Because Shechem is a place which is, uh, which is predisposed for bad things to happen. So if, it, or I should say, the Gemara actually is talking about the division of the kingdom of Malchus based David, which happened over there. Um, that, that's a place that was predisposed and tells us three things that happened. I should say that in Rashi, why is Rashi bringing this Gemara? The reason why it's relevant to the, the Pasuk is because of Yosef, why was Yosef sold in Shechem? Why did this event happen in Shechem? So, Rashi is telling us that it happened in Shechem because this is a place which is predisposed to bad things happening. So what, it doesn't make sense to say, oh, it's a place which is predisposed for bad things happening. How do I know this? Because that's where you were sold. No, it makes more sense to say that we know it's predisposed because of things that already occurred. That's where Dino was violated. So we could see that Shechem is a place which is predisposed for bad things happening because Dina happened there. And then another thing happened, you know, is, is Yosef being sold there. So it would have made sense anyways to put it first because that's something which already occurred. And furthermore, uh, and maybe this is even a more important point, is that the whole point of Rashi Khaira is trying to tell us why did this event happen in Shechem? So saying why did it happen in Shechem is because Shechem is a place which is set aside for bad things to happen as we see that Yosef was sold there. Your question is why was Yosef sold there? So your answer is because Yosef was sold, sold there. It's, this is like a circular type of answer. It would have been better, uh, of course, to either put Dina as the first one, or even even putting Malchus, the, the Malchus based of it splitting 
in the city of Shechem would have made more sense because at least it explains. And in the future, we see bad things are happening or that this is a place where bad things happen as we see by Malchus Dov that's split there. But bringing the, like saying, why, did bad, why was Yosef sold there? Because Yosef was sold there, that wouldn't make sense at all. Rather, either bring Malchus based David being split there or even better, of course, would be bringing the story of Dina. The story of Dina would be the best one to put first because A, of course, it happened first and B, it's something which already occurred. So that would make much more sense and, and much greater proof that this is a place uh, when at the time when the story of Yosef took place, this was already a place which was predisposed for tragedies to happen. So that's the second uh, question that we have. Um, and, and these are really two questions of Rashi's, which seems that he's changed from, from the Gemara. And the questions really are, is why? Now, there's two more questions. And these are just more logical questions on Rashi. Is that Rashi mentions that there's three places which are set aside for um, for Peronius. But, but Lachair, if you look at Nach, there's other bad things that happen in Shechem. One of example, another thing that happened there was that we know in Shaiftin it says that Avimelach um, killed the 70 children of Gidon in the city of Shechem. And that's what he was made ruler. He was made the Shaifit. He killed this, all of his brothers, the 70 sons of Gidon. So why doesn't Rashi bring that as one of the Peronius? And uh, the, well, the last question would be is, we're saying that bad events happen at Shem, and that's why Shem was the place which was, why Shem was also the place where Yosef was sold. Lachar, we know that many good things also happen in Shem. So Shem is also a mocking which is set aside for good things to happen. As we find in the Torah, many good things uh, which occurred. To give you the examples that the Rebbe brings is, first of all, we know that <clears throat> the Yidin, we're makabal the Torah with the with the brachas and the klolis in Shechem, as we know that Har Grizim and Har Abel were crossed from Shechem. So, when the Torah brings, maybe go back a little bit, we know that after Hashem tells Avram to lach lacham aratz he leaves Haran and goes to Eretz Canaan. So it tells us over there that that the first time when it uses the expression Hashem appeared to Avram was in the city of Shechem, and Hashem tells him a bunch of stuff over there. Let's go through some of them. One, number one, he tells them about the bracha that his children will be like the stars of the heaven. Number two, he tells them that Eretz Yisrael is going to be given to the Yidin. So that's already one big thing that happened in Shechem, is that this prophecy happened. This is the first, A, this is the first time we see the expression that Havzaya, Yudke, Vavke, appeared to Avram. We also see that this is when we get the, the blessing that, uh, or the Nevoah, that about his children, about Eretz Yisrael. We also find that Rashi tells us, Peshchem, Rashi tells us that this is the place that the Yidim will eventually accept the Shavuos and the Brachas and the clothes of the Torah, because that's where Har Reason and Har Evil is. So when they cross the Yardin, this is where they're going to eventually have the Shavuos of the Torah. And we also find by Yeshua, before he passes away, he takes them to Shechem and he makes a Chrysus Bris in the city of Shechem, which is a positive event. By the way, this Chrysus Bris is the one that we mentioned in the Haggadah. Um, and about, about Yeshua. And we mentioned a bunch of psukim about Yeshua, how your forefathers were sojourned in a land not theirs, etc. That's this bris from Yeshua in the 24th chapter of Yeshua. So these are good things that happen in Shechem. So why is Shechem specifically known as a Machim Michelin It's not. It's good things and bad things that happen there. Okay, so those are the questions. So again, just to summarize, the main question we're trying to figure out, or the original question of the Sikh is, What's bothering Rashi that he actually has to comment that they arrived at Shechem? It seems a normal part of the story. And then we had 
four additional questions. The first two questions are, why is Rashi changing from the Gemara? The Gemara says, the, 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 the Shvatim sold Yosef there, while Rashi uses the expression Kilkulu HaShvatim. The, the Mar uses the order of Dina, then the selling of Yosef, and then Malchus based up and splitting, while Rashi first mentions Kilkulu HaShvatim, then uh, Inu as Dina, and then the idea of the Malchus splitting. And then we had two logical questions is, why does Rashi say there's only three things, mention these bad, three bad things that happen, L'chayur, there's more bad things that happen in Shem, like by Abimelech killing the 70-something Gidoin. And the last question is that there's also good things that happen in Shechem. So it's not just the Makim, which is Muchim Lepronius. So we're going to start off with this, the, the, the question about why Rashi changes the Lushan of the Gemara. Rashi uses the first question mentioned. Why is Rashi uses the question, the, the expression, Kilku Hashvatim, while the Gemara uses the expression, Shamachur Hashvatim? So if you look at the Gemara, the Gemara tells us that uh, that Shem is Muchad th- because of these three things that happened over there. But And one of those things are that Yosef was sold in Shem. But the truth is that doesn't make a lot of sense because we know that the brothers weren't in Shem. Yosef arrives at Shem, the brothers aren't there, and he has to go to Daisan. And that's when the he was sold. He was actually sold from Dyson, not in Shechem. So why does the Gemara say that Shechem is a muck and Muchan Lepranis because of Yosef being sold by his brothers in Shechem? He wasn't sold in Shechem. He was actually sold in Dyson. Furthermore, in the Gemara in Saita, Dafyid Gimel tells us that it says in Yeshua that Yosef was buried in Shechem. And the Gemara says, why was he buried in Shechem specifically? Like, why is, in Shechem was he buried? So the Gemara tells us because since he was stolen from Shechem, therefore he had to be returned to Shechem. So that's why he was buried there. So again, we see two Gemars that are clearly saying that he was stolen from or sold from Shechem, from the Gemara in Sanhedrin, which we mentioned, also the Gemara in Saita, uh, that, that he was sold from, from Shechem. But L'chaira wasn't Shechem, it was actually the city of Dyson. So Rashi in the Gemara in Sanhedrin gives us two answers. The answers he gives are, answer number one, that it's possible that Doisan was uh, like a village outside of Shechem, like Shechem was the bigger city and Doisan was the village. And we find in many places that a village is sometimes called by the, the name of the area. You know, it's like the geopolitan area of Shechem, which also included Doisan in it. So it says they were sold in Shechem, it means they were sold in one of the suburbs of Shechem. They were sold in, in Doisan. The second answer he gives is um, that Doisan also comes to the word of das, which means law. And the idea is that they never, Doisan is not a real city. Doisan, when he said that they went to Doisan, Nasu Mezeb, Doisan, what it means is, is means they left the brotherhood. They left this, you're saying, where are my brothers? So the Malik replies, they've left from this. They've left this idea of brotherhood. And they've gone to Doisan. Doisan means they've gone to search for technical or legal tools to be able to kill you. So Doisan is not actually a place. So according to the Gemara, what it says that he went to Doisan, it doesn't mean literally they went to Doisan. It means that they were in Shem and they found the, and the Malach is telling Yosef that they're not your brothers anymore. And they're searching for Doisan. They went to Doisan. They searched, they're starting to search for legal tools to be able to kill you. So according to that, they never actually went to Dyson, they were in Shem, and Dyson just means that they're looking for legal tools. So it's not understood, basically, that they went to that place. 
But Rashi al cannot, that's Rashi al but Rashi al cannot give these two explanations. Because, for, for, and we'll see why. So regarding the, the first shot, the first shot was that it was just a village outside of Shechem, and therefore it's called by its name. So that's very hard to, to give such an answer because, because how could you say that Shechem is a mock and Muchen Lepranius because the village outside of Shechem, something bad happened. You're saying Shechem is the place where bad things happen because of an event that occurred outside of Shechem, because it's a village outside of Shechem and it's called by name there for Shechem itself. It's, you always focus on the Iker, not, not on the Tafel, because something on the suburb happened that doesn't make Shechem a place which is Makam and Paranias. And on the contrary, if, if you look at the Torah itself, it says, Nosum is that. They, they, they traveled away from here and they went to Daisan. So according to, again, the first interpretation that Daisan is a village, so if they traveled from here, meaning they traveled away from Shechem, and they went to the city of, to, to, to Daisan, then the, the Pasuk itself is stressing how it's a different place. So therefore it makes it even harder to say that Doisin is called by the name of Shechem. It said they left Shechem. It says they left the Shechem and they went to Doisan. So the Torah itself is stressing and being Matgish how Doisin is a different place. So it would be extremely difficult to say that Doisin is bottled to Shechem. And therefore when it says they were sold in Shechem, it really means they were sold in Doisin, but Doisin is called by Shechem. And the Torah is stressing the exact opposite. Uh, the R36, the Rebbe actually brings the Torah Tmima over here. The Torah Tmima tells us that there's actually a Pasuk that says clearly um, that Doisin is considered a city. It, it's, a, it's a Pasuk in Malachim Beis, Perikba Pasuk at Gimel. It says over there, Hine Bedoisin, they are in Doisan, Vayakifu Vayavayu Vayakifu Vayir. And they came and they surrounded the city. So he was in Daisan, this individual, and they came to surround the city where he was in. And it calls Daisan a city. So, so, so in Nach itself, it calls Daisan an ear. So it's very difficult um, to say uh, that answer, Api, definitely Api Peshutte Shomikra. The second answer that he gives, as we mentioned, was that maybe Daisan wasn't a real place. So Saying Dyson wasn't a real place, of course, that's not Pshut Mikra. From the Pesukim, it's clear, if Yusum is there, they left here and they went to Dyson, that the Pashib Shad of the Pasik, Pshut Mikra, of course, means Dyson's a place. If you look at Rashi uh, over there, on the words Neilchul Dysaina, so he gives two, he says like this, he says, what does Neilchul Dysaina mean? They went to Dyson. So he says, they went to search for legal tools to kill you through that. Well, the Fipshut, and according to the Pashib Shad, Shemakmu, it's a name of a place. A mikro and a pasuk never loses its simple interpretation. Meaning is, when you give a drasha on a pasuk, the drasha is not meant to take away from the simple pshat. So when what Rashi is telling us that when we, according to the first interpretation, that doisan means legal tools, that doesn't take away from the pshute shamikra, which means that it's a city. So in other words, Rashi is trying to tell us that both things are true. They went to the city of doisan and. The reason why the Torah calls it Doisan is because they were going there to be able to look for legal tools to be able to kill you. So both things are true. Because, and the reason why Rashi needs to tell us is because there's a rule in Mikramit, you can never take a Pasuk and totally remove it from its simple interpretation. You could say, you know, there's an extra vav, there's an extra this to give us a deeper interpretation, another interpretation, but you cannot contradict or take away from the simple inter- the translation of the Pasuk. So you can't say that they, they traveled from here and went to Doisan 
doesn't actually mean they went to Dyson. It just means they went to, to get legal tools. It means they went to Dyson. And in addition, they also went to get legal tools. So it was written in that particular way, whatever his father and Rashi over there, to tell us both points. That it wasn't just Dyson, but it was also to get the legal tools they needed to be able to kill Yosef. But definitely the Pashup Shat would also mean, Shutei that they're in Dyson. Therefore, Rashi cannot give uh, those interpretations that he gives on the Gemara. So the Gemara is learning it that it was happened to Payol and Shechem. But Pshut definitely did not happen in Shechem. So that's why Rashi doesn't say that the three Puranis are, the first one being that the brothers sold Yosef in Shechem, because they didn't sell him in Shechem, they sold him in Daisan. Rather, what he says is that Kilkulu HaShvatim, that's when the, the, the Shvatim were Makalko. How were they Makalko? They're Makalko because, because that's when they began uh, their plan to kill Yosef, right? As we said, that they are, Yusuf is they traveled here to go to Dyson to be able to search for legal to, uh, legal tools to kill. So the, so the kill goal was that the, the, the beginning of the plans to be able to harm Yosef, to kill him. So the kill goal actually began in Shem. So that's why Rashi used the expression kill goal because that's, he doesn't mean the selling. He means the beginning of the planning stage to, 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 to harm Yosef actually began there, according to Pshut So that's very, very interesting. So now let's go. That was the sec- That was the first question. Now let's go to answer the other three with one, in, in one, one easy. Well, I wouldn't say easy answer, but in one swap, in one with one uh, answer. The other questions were: Why does Rashi change the order? Two: Why doesn't he bring additional Puranias like what happened with Avimelech? And three: Why doesn't he also bring all the good things that happened to to the Yidden and Shem? So the answer to this is. That when Rashi says it's a makim muchin lepranius, he doesn't mean a makim muchin lepranius at the place which is disposed, predisposed for pranius for all of Kalal Yisrael. Rather, he means it's a place which is predisposed for pranius to Yosef, befrat. It means Yosef befrat, not everybody, not for all the Jewish people. It means specifically Yosef, and that, and that would exp- and we'll prove that we'll show the proof of that in a moment. But how, how does Rashi tell us that? He tells us that by changing the order because if it would have mentioned dina first so dina is not is a peronius which are is relevant not to yosef specifically it happened to dina so maybe it's relevant to quality soil or it's relevant to dina as an individual but by putting yosef first by saying shom kilkul hashvatim what is shom kilkul hashvatim shom kilkul hashvatim is something bad that happened to yosef the shvatim had plans to hurt him so by putting that first, we're saying makim muchem lepranis, and what do I mean kukul hashvatim? Kukul hashvatim—that's not something which is by all of Kali Yisrael. This is something which is which is relevant really to Yosef. Something bad that happened to Yosef. So it's telling you right away by putting that first that we're talking about things, bad things that it's predisposed for bad things to happen to Yosef as an individual. That's why I put him first. I would have brought Dina first, then. Uh, wouldn't have implied that. Would have implied hap- you know bad things happening. I guess to the Jewish people as individuals, like Dina, or as a nation, like what happened by Malchus based David. If you put Dina first, it would have been even as individuals. If you put Malchus to David, it would have meant as a general population. But putting Yosef first, which is something bad that happened to him as an individual, it's clearly trying to tell you as we see Sham that something bad happened to Yosef. As this parsha itself is talking about, what was the kilkul of the shvatim that Yosef got sold as a slave? So that's showing you that. This is something that which is it's predisposed for bad things to happen to Yosef, and that of course explains why he doesn't mention about Abimelech, because that's not relevant to, to Yosef, and of course why he doesn't mention all the good things that happened, because again this is not relevant to Yosef, that's relevant to all the Jewish people, uh, it's not relevant to how bad things happen to Yosef in Shem. So that answers those questions, but 
what we're going to see is we first still need to answer what was bothering Rashi that made him come up with this uh, interpretation. And also, what, why, what does it mean that these three things, in a sense, made the place predisposed to, to, for, for, for bad things happen to Yosef? These three things were saying this made it predisposed that for Yosef, something bad would happen to him, or many bad things would happen to him. Why, why these three? And of course, what was bothering Rashi in the first place? So that's still what we need to discuss. So let's clarify. So what was bothering Rashi? What was bothering Rashi was the Torah tells us it says that he sent them from Emek Havarin and he came to Havarin. So that, that's also the words that Rashi, the Divramaskal of Rashi is the words So by using, the problem with it is like this. By ending the Pasuk, it ends the Pasuk with the sentence from Ebrek Habron, and then he came to Shechem. The next Pasuk continues about what happened. You know, the man finds him, and he's lost in the field, etc., etc. Why does it put this idea of a Yavish Shechem as a standalone type of idea? Because he leaves there, and he comes to Shechem, and then it tells us all the different uh, details that are happening. It's not a standalone type of idea. Yes, it's relevant for the story to let us know that he arrived. But why are you putting that as in like a statement on its own that he arrives at Shrem? It should have just put it in as part of the rest of the story. Meaning is it should have just said that he left Hebron and then a man finds him in Shrem and he's lost in the field and he says, uh, what are you searching for? And he says, I'm looking for my brothers. Why did it have to put in Vayavi Shrem as a as, as an akuda for itself, that he comes to Shechem and then he tells us the story. It should have just said he left, he sent from Hebron, and then he's, a man finds him while he's in Shechem. So by telling us that way, you say that a person finds him in Shechem, we know that he arrived there. It, it, it makes sense, the rest of the story, that he, he finds him in Shechem and he's lost in the field. It, it, it explains to us the rest of the story. But by putting it as its own Indian, it seems like it's trying to stress that this is an Indian ikri in the story, that he came to Shechem, like it's 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 a it's a, a, a like a statement for itself that he came to Shechem, that it's stressing it. I hope I hope, hope that that the idea is being clear because it's it's very nuanced. It's it's nuanced because the the Torah is basically only going to tell us the details which are going to be the most important details which are relevant to the story. So by telling us this as a statement on its own that the Yahweh Shechem, especially at the end of the pasuk. It means is that he arrives at Shechem, period. Like that, this is an important point that you need to separate from the next part that's going to happen. He arrives at Shechem. And then it continues with the rest of it, uh, that he, a man finds him. But, but the question is, why is this something which is relevant on its own that he arrives in Shechem? Arriving in Shechem seems actually to be a very small detail of the story because the story doesn't even happen in Shechem. Because remember, he arrives at Shechem, the brothers aren't there, and he goes to Dyson, and then he sold the Dyson, he's thrown into the pit, he sold everything really takes place in Dyson, not in Shechem. So why is the Pasuk stressing the fact that he arrives in Shechem? It shouldn't have stressed it. It should have said he was sent there. A man finds him in Shechem. The brothers aren't there, so he moves on to Dyson. That wouldn't make much more sense because it's not relevant so much. It's relevant, so it needs to mention it, but not to make it a point for itself that he comes to Shechem and then something happens. It's like almost like the Yavah Shechem is 
is, is one of the facts you need to know before you get into the story about what we're going to mention and what happens with Yosef and his brothers. But Lachair, it's not a, an important point. Uh, it's not an Indian Ikri in the story. It's a detail, but not an Indian Ikri because he doesn't actually stay in Shechem. So Shechem is not the Yovet Shechem that he comes to Shechem and, and, and everything happens in Shechem. No, nothing happened in Shechem. If he goes there, he doesn't find them, and he has to move on. So why is it stressing that it's Shechem? So that's really what's bothering Rashi. So Rashi tells us the reason why it's relevant that it's Yovet Shechem is because Shechem is a Makim Muchel Lepranis. Since he arrived, since he arrives in the place of Shechem, Therefore, these events begin. Coming to Shem is the preparation, it's, it's the groundwork, and, and the beginning of everything bad that's going to happen. Him arriving at Shem is relevant, because his arriving to Shem, that, that lays the groundwork, and that begins the Puranias that are eventually going to happen, which is, of course, him being sold. And to prove this, or I should say, to, to stress this point, Rashi gives us three things that happened to Shechem, which show us how Shechem is a mak and mucha leparanius for Yosef. Why was, why was Yosef sold? Uh, why do all these things happen to Yosef? So we know that Rashi tells us early in the Parsha that Yosef, like he said, Lashon Hara about his brothers. He said three points of Lashon Hara about his brothers to his father. He said that they were eating Abram and Achai, that they were um, calling the, the Bnei Shvachais, he was calling them slaves, he was calling them slaves. And the third thing was that they were having, they were doing Gilei Rais. And Rashi tells us that the punishment for this Lashon Hara is three things happened to Yosef. What was this punishment? For saying that they're eating Abram and Achai, what happened was that once they sold Yosef as a slave, they shecht a goat, which the blood of the goat looks like human blood, and they put it in the coat of Yosef. And they come to the father and say, look, we think a, a wild animal ate uh, or attacked Yosef. So for, for the punishment for him saying Lashon Hara about the Abram and Achai, about Shvichos Damim, about the idea of spilling blood, uh, was that blood was spilt of the goat uh, because of him. The second thing was that um, uh, was he's calling, uh, he told them about the, uh, the, sla the slaves, calling the other brothers slaves. So as a punishment for that, of course, he sold as a slave. And the third thing was that he's saying that there's an union of Gilead rice by the, by the Shkotim. Eventually what happened is, we know, Tisa Eishas Paitifar, the wife of Paitifar, tries to, to seduce Yosef. So all the things that he said, Lashon Hara, as a Midah Kenega some type of punishment happened to him because of the three things that he did. So that's so, so. What we're seeing over here now is something very interesting. So we see that a he did three things wrong. B, because he did three things wrong, the, the three details of his punishment, the three events that happened during his punishment, were correlated to those three things he did wrong. And C, we're going to see that the place that all these things happened or began to happen, the groundwork, the hachana, the preparation, where all where he's going to get his punishment, begins in Shechem. Why? Because Shechem is the place which is co connected to these three types of uh, virus. Shechem is a place which is connected to these three types of, uh, I shouldn't say virus, sorry, Th these three types of Peronius is directly connected to Shechem. So since Shechem is directly connected to, to, to these three types of Peronius, therefore it's directly connected to Yosef. Yosef did three bad things. Three bad things make him liable to have three bad things. He did three of uh, he, he did three things which were uh, various or three, three ideas of Lashon Hara. Therefore, he, got, he gets three types of punishment. 
And where does it begin? It begins in Shem, which is a place which is set up for these three types of Paramis. Why? Let's look at each one. The first one is that Rashi mentions is that Shem Kilkul HaShvatim. What was the Kilkul that the Shvatim had? They were discussing ways, legal tools, how to kill the Yosef. It was, again, a, an idea of Shvichas Damim. Right? So that would be connected. There was Shvichas Damim, which occurred over there, was the brothers talking about killing Yosef. So that was the, made it a, the groundwork for Shem to be connected to this Indian of Shvichas Damim. Therefore, when Yosef needed to get punishment, punished for talking about the Avram and which is the Indian of Shvichas Damim, it uh, happened in Shem, and, and the Shrikhas uh, began in Shem, I should say, which, by them discussing it, and that would cause eventually um, the shechting of the goat because of it. The second thing that, that Rashi mentions is Shem Inaz Dina. So Shem Inaz Dina, be, be, Dina being violated, of course, is connected to Gilei Arayas. So Shem was prepared as a place which is connected to an union of Gilei Arayas. Therefore, when Yosef was going to be punished by, by, by because he said Lashon Har about Gila Rice about the brothers. Where does that occur? Where does the beginning of that occur? That begins also in Shem. And what's talk of the punishment that happens is Tisa Eishas Paitifa, which occurred because he, since he was in Shem and he was eventually sold, everything began, the Hachana, the preparation for all the, the punishments that's going to happen, all starts in Shem. So therefore, the Tisa Eishas Paitifa, uh, it, it also is connected to Shem. And the third thing was, uh, the Malchus Beis David splitting. Malchus Beis David splitting is because Malchus Beis David was split. Maybe go a little bit. Uh, I didn't mention the history about this. I'm sorry. I should have said this earlier. But basically, what happened is that after Shlom Hamelach passed away, his son Rechavim takes over and he goes to the city of Shem uh, to be inaugurated, and all the Shvatim meet him there, and they ask him to cut down the taxes, that Shleim HaMelech was too harsh on taxes, the taxes were, were, was too great, and they, they need a tax break. So his advisors, the older advisors, tell Rechavim to give them a break, that's what they need, while the younger advisors say, no, 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 don't give them a break, make it even harder, because if you give them a break now, they're going to think you're like, oh, the, the new easy weak king, you have to show them your strength, so you have to keep the taxes and even make it harder, and he takes the advice of the, the younger advisors, and he says, no, I'm going to even make it harder for you guys, I'm going to raise the tax rate. And Mepayo, what happens is, the Shvatim are not interested, because we're not interested in your Malchus, and they split off, and that's when the northern kingdom is created by Yeruvam, the Nevak, and Rehavam takes really Malchus Yehuda, and he has the area of Beit HaMikdash, he also has the Binyamin. Uh, but the idea is that Yeruvam comes from Shevet Yosef. So Shevet Yosef is Mavaza, by, by, he's Mavaza the Malchus of Beis David. That was the problem over there. He was, they, they, didn't show the respect for the Malchus based David by, of course, splitting away and making their own kingdom. So that's um, so that makes Shem a mocking, which is it's going to be in the future. But from that itself, which is a, the eventual story that happens in the future, shows that Shem is a place which is connected to this idea of being mevaze others, being mevaze yidden, being mevaze Malchus based David. So that was connected to the sin of Yosef saying that the. Shvatim were being mavaza the bnei shvachas by calling them mavadim, and and then that of course would eventually cause because they weren't in Shem, because they went to Dyson to look for nichli dasais he follows them after them and then eventually is sold also as a slave, and just a one last nakuda which is like more of a, a sign nakuda is that the, the pasuk just to finish off what's the last thing Rashi brings 
Rashi brings a pasuk that, um, that about regarding the Malchus based David. It says, um, the lashon of the pasuk is. The Yelech Rechabam Shechem. Rechabam, who was the son of Shlomo Melech, went to Shechem to be inaugurated. And, and that is from Divri HaYamin. Perik Beis, Divri Yaman Beis, Perik Yod, Halacha Aleph. So he's quoting a Pasuk Divri HaYamin. So what's interesting is that this Pasuk is actually also brought in Malachim, when the story occurs, you know, after Shlomo Melech passes away. But when Malachim, when it tells the story, it says the same idea, but it says, the Yelech Rechabam Shechem. So here it says, that's in Divrei Yamim. In Malachim it says, Rashi quotes the Pasuk from Divrei Yom, which is, why is he quoting from Divrei Yamim? You should always quote the earlier source. The earlier source is in Malachim. And if you look in the Gemara, the Gemara actually quotes the, the Pasuk from Malachim. So Rashi is purposely picking, of course, the later Pasuk, not the Pasuk of the Gemara, not the Pasuk that happened first, but rather the Pasuk which is in Divrei Yamim. And the reason the Rebbe, the reason is the Rebbe explains is because it connects better to our Pasik, because our Pasik uses the Lush of Shema. So Rashi chooses the Pasik says to show that it's more specific, that the word Shema, that the city of Shem, Shema is connected to Peronius, as we see clearly in the Pasik, that it also uses that expression of Shema. Which if you remember from the beginning, one of the explanations we gave for Rashi is from the Lavush. Well, the Bush said that the Deek of Rashi is, why does there have to be an extra hay? Should have just said, And he said that the reason why there's an extra hay is to try to tell you it's, it's, it's the Shem. Shema, this doesn't just mean he comes to Shem, but he's coming to the Shem. Um, making it more specific, because he's trying to say it's a place which is known for its Peronius, which are happening. We weren't satisfied with that shot, as he said at the beginning. Um, but uh, because, again, the Torah will many times say the expression lishchem, or you'll know, use the lamid or the hey, either at the beginning or the end to say two, because it's a more clear way of speaking. And Rashi never comments on it. But so we weren't satisfied. But now, at least according to his, according to the Pshat of the Rebbe, we could use this as an added remez. It could be like an added, added remez. It's not what the source of Rashi is, of course. The source of Rashi is how the Rebbe explained it. What was bothering Rashi was from the words v'yavishchema, which is mash, but that it's an inyan b'fneiatmai. But once we have this pshat, now we can understand. We can talk and use this pshat as, at least as an added idea that Dafke wants to say the expression of shchema because the head end is 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 signifying because it could have Taka just said v'yavei shchem. So why is it saying v'yavei shchema? So at least Alderich Adurushan on a deeper level, it's v'yavei shchem the the shchem which is a makim muchin leparadis. And now that's also understood why Rashi brings the pasuk to Divrei Yadim where it says shchema because it's Dafke wouldn't use the expression of shchema. Does it stress more the Indian of Peronius um, by the Indian of Shem? And I'm sorry, but I'm going to add one last Nakuda, just for uh, extra, you know, just for bonus points, is that we mentioned earlier from the Gemara and Saita that it, why was Yosef buried in uh, Shem? So the Gemara says because he was stolen from Shem, therefore he had to be buried back in Shem. Rashi actually brings this also in his Pirish on, on Tanakh, in Yeshua, where that's where the Pasuk's from, that Yosef was buried in Shem. Rashi tells us, he quotes the Gemara, you know, he was, he was stolen from Shem, therefore he's buried in Shem. So we see also in the Pirish uh, on Yeshua, Rashi says that he was stolen on Tanakh. So it seems like maybe a Sira. In Chumash, he's telling us that, he, as he explained, 
that is just Kilkul Hashvatim. According to Pshutish Shemikar, you can't say that he was sold from Shechem. Rather, he was sold in Dyson. But we see in his Pirush Al-Nach and Yeshua, it does say that he was sold in, in, in Shechem. So the Rebbe points out two interesting ideas. First of all, he says, it's known there's a very big difference between the Pirush of Rashi and Chumash to how it is on Nach. Pirush Rashi on Chumash is, is very much al Pshutish Mikra. While on Nach, it's not to that same degree of Pshutish Mikra. Rashi learns it on, on much more on a level of Drush, much more according to the Gemara. Rashi on the Chumash is always Pshutish Mikra. It has to fit according to the words of the Pasik. Mashinkin on Nach, it's not to that same level of Diak that had to be Pshutish Mikra. Rashi is still considered a Pashtun, even on Nach. But not to the same level. I mean, as we know, Pshutish Mikra itself, there's so many different levels of Pshutish Mikra. You know, we have Rashbam, we have Unkulus, we have Rashi, and there's differences of different styles of Pshutish Mikra. But definitely the Rashi Anach is not the same style as on Chumash. On Nach, it's much more uh, on like a higher level of learning, maybe, uh, if you can call it that. Um, you know, the students are older, so it's more, uh, you will quote more Midrashim, even if they're not Pshutish Mikra. But the Payal, how. How, why, according to Pshutish Mikra, according to Rashi al Chumash, why was Yosef Takabir in Shem? So he says, according to Pshutish Mikra, it's understood why. Because it says in Parshish Vayichi that Yaakov tells Yosef that he's going to, one of the interpretations that you're going to have a Shechem Echad Alachacha, it means that you're going to have the city of Shechem and to be buried in. That meaning is, if I remember correctly, the schus of Yosef taking responsibility to bury his father in Eretz Yisrael. Shostat, Yaakov's giving Yosef the city of Shechem where he's going to be buried there. So the question is, why was he buried in Shechem? The reason why he's buried in Shechem is because Yaakov gave it to him as a gift for him to be buried in because of him taking the responsibility to, marry, to, to bury Yaakov in Eretz Yisrael. So according to Shutta Shemikra, there's, not, there's no question why. So that would be very, a nice kashmak idea of Shutta Shemikra, but according to the Gemara, the reason why he was back in Shechem, as we mentioned earlier, was because that's where he was stolen.